Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! <laughs> Read it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, March 7th. It's a good weekend. It's a good weekend to be a Vol. Great day to be a Vol. Great day. Also, that, uh, that intro and John Fulgerson said we just won a basketball game just had me in my feels a little bit. Dude, I won't lie. Um, I try. I, I'm an I'm an emotional guy, and it's not that I'm ashamed of it, but you know, no one's proud to cry. <laughs> I watched the I watched the John Fulgerson exit. I mean, at least ten times today, um, and got teary eyed on every single one of them. So, salute, dude, salute, and, and you know. It's it's really sucked as like a Tennessee. I mean, obviously as a Tennessee fan, but also like as a guy that's always kind of rooted for John Fulkerson because, like, it, because of what you saw today, like he's always been like super passionate about the University of Tennessee. Um, so as a guy, like as a fan of John Fulkerson, like almost all Tennessee fans are, uh, it's been a tough year to like watch what what he's gone through. Um, and he like I thought the last, especially the last like month, he just hasn't looked healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, that's really sucked. So, today, number one, obviously, to see him play really, really well. Um, and then the exit, yeah, it was emotional. It was very emotional. Yeah, it was almost similar. I mean, it would have been a lot worse if, you know, the, the stadium would have been packed or the arena would have been packed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Admiral Alexander and Bone one, oh, man. Yeah, that one was that one was emotional, too. Um, that yeah, was rough. For sure. mm-hmm. I guess just being there had to be part of it, too. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's too like goes back in, and we've I, I think every fan because we talk about it, it's like it sucks because there's so many players out there that are never gonna care how the fans do because they just didn't grow up like it's not a part of their lives, and I can't, I don't entirely blame them, but for guys like John Fulkerson and even guys like Admiral and Grant who like kind of adopt that mantra when they get here, um, but guys like John Fulkerson, Trey Smith, Juwan Jennings, like the guys that it means so much more to them um, because it's the team they've grown up loving uh, the team that they dreamt of playing for. And, and you can see it. It's just, it makes you appreciate it so much more as a fan. Absolutely. Yep. Got to win. And, and you get to win. <laughs> and that was good too. Uh, but no, it was definitely a fun day. I, I tweeted this morning, like you get a chance to go sweep. You get a chance to like really, really meet first off, kick off March. You always, your first get your first game in March uh, as, uh, as a basketball team is obviously the most meaningful because it's the big part of the season, the only one that matters. Um, so kicking off March for the basketball team that way is, is humongous going into uh, SEC tournaments starting. won't start for the Vols until Friday, but starts uh, Wednesday, I think, for everybody else. Yeah, I know we'll talk about it a little bit more, but, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's huge just to build a little bit of momentum heading into, heading into the postseason play because, you know, this team has been so incons- inconsistent even today. I mean, the first half was – 
terrible. You're down by 14 at one point to, to come back and win by 11. It just tells you, like, how good this team can be and also kind of how bad they can be at times, too. <laughs> yeah, inconsistencies definitely. And I'll, I'll get into that, too, because I know I'm sure we're going to – when we talk about the SEC tournament, when we talk about March, like, I'm sure we'll uh, – expectations and whatnot. But, yeah, we are going to talk about that senior day uh, comeback. Um, big senior day, Sunday afternoon, obviously kind of an abnormal year uh, with, uh, you know, obviously with COVID and just, like, the scheduling and, and whatnot, uh, finishing off on a, on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, excuse me. Um, we'll preview. It's the, weird. It's definitely weird. <laughs> we'll preview the uh, SEC tournament. Um, talk about. Uh, uh, I mean, again, Tennessee's expectations. Uh, maybe talk about some of the. Um, our I don't want to call them our favorites because obviously we want Tennessee to win. But who, who do we think can uh, can win it all in the SEC tournament? Can a team that need desperately needs an SEC tournament win to uh, make it farther into March? Can they get it? I doubt it, but we'll talk about it. We're going to discuss some of, uh, you know, I think we'll probably end up talking about Tennessee's hires that are happening this year um, that have happened recently because that's been the talk of the town on Twitter. seems like a lot of the coaches are arriving on campus this weekend, um, you know, the ones that are recently hired, and, and they've been pretty uh, vocal on, on social media. So I'm sure we'll talk about that, but talk about the worst ones. Um, hopefully none of those guys are in that end up in that list um you know they're not on my list so not to say they can't end up on that list later on but for now yeah they're left off (laughs) uh then we will talk about uh we'll head over to Lindsey nelson stadium big big and like i for me it's the way they won today that i think like really just capped off the series uh a shutout against a team that that has played really really well offensively all year I think it just capped off a really, really good weekend for the, for Tennessee. Obviously, you know, it's, it's Georgia State. Tennessee should have won the series. That That's not in question. Uh, but to go get a series sweep is always big. And then to do it the way you did it today is, uh, I think, just, again, caps it off. I think it, it was a great weekend for, for Tony Vitello and company. Yeah, to, to see them get a road win like that was – or uh, to win at home like that mm-hmm. against a team that has knocked off some of those top teams in the country. You know, before they came to Knoxville, they just – knocked off number 10 uh, Georgia Tech 10 to 1 so you're like holy crap what team is coming in here to Knoxville so um, yeah I kind of handled them the way that you did what was huge for this Mm -hmm. team and I think they're improving a lot over over from the first game just to now Um, and and it's a good time because in two weeks it's a it's SEC play and it doesn't get any harder than that so uh, definitely want to have some momentum heading into that season or heading the conference play uh, but, man, what a big weekend for the, the baseballs over there. Yeah, absolutely. And, hey, I know some of y'all, I'm wearing my uh, last year's baseball shirts. I know uh, most of y'all got the, the orders in. Um, thank you all uh, for, number one, buying those. But uh, get those out to you as soon as uh, we get them from the printer. So uh, excited! Yep. To get, I'm excited to get my new baseball shirt. Pumped. Absolutely. Uh, then questions, yeah, questions, drop them in here. If you've got them, tell us where you're listening from. You know how it goes. I'll pull up YouTube here. Landon's got Facebook and I am on Twitter as well. Hang with us. Let's get into senior day. I want to start off by a standing ovation (laughs) for Eve's pawns and and John Fulkerson. Yeah. Um, I I, love that. (laughs) I, I I didn't get to do it in, in, uh, Thompson. Like I, you know, would have liked to, um, but yeah, I mean, just, uh, Again, like those guys just are, you know, Eve Pons has hardly played any basketball before he came to Tennessee. Um, John Fulkerson came in looking like Drew Pember. Like the the things they've done in their in their Tennessee career. I mean, obviously, to be like fair, said, he kind of is leaving like he's still <laughs> Drew Pember, but 
Hey, the man's thickened up and he's got a goatee like okay? <laughs> he's uh, definitely grew some facial hair. I'll give yeah. him that. And, and uh, he, he has a different hairdo every year. So. He does. And he rocks he, He's been out of hairdo, so I don't, like, does he come back because he doesn't have a different hairdo he can wear? Yeah, that, that's a good point. He, he's going to try something new. Maybe he goes with the Viscovi dye. He, he goes a little bleach. Okay, yeah. yeah bleaches. That'd be weird, but yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, yeah, and I guess we can kind of start off talking about that, but, but seriously, like, I mean, obviously we know, like, where they're going to, where they stand as far as their futures. Well, I, I think Eves probably has more upside in that, but, but I mean, we understand the realist expectations for both of them. and um, But, I mean, what they've done in their careers at Tennessee, while we want to see them win more, and hopefully they do this year, uh, I don't think can be understated because they were a part of the culture shift too. And, yeah, they played different roles than Grant and Admiral in that culture shift, but they were still a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about John Fulkerson. He scored almost 900 points in his career at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so a guy like that. He doesn't really get the opportunity like this to, to come back for another year. Um, but, man, I I feel like, you know, the player we saw today, that's John Fulkerson. Yeah. And I don't know what exactly it was this season that just – it wasn't clicking for him. Um, but, I mean, that, that the John Fulkerson, to get it at the top of the key and, oh, okay, no one's on me, I'm going to go into the lane and do some crazy layup that draws a foul because I weigh 110 pounds <laughs> – or I'm going to put somebody in this in the spin cycle, or I'm going to go try to end somebody's career with a dunk like he did in in the second half today. Mm-hmm. So, um, that I mean, that's the John Fulkerson that we know and love, and for him to kind of go out like that today, even if he doesn't come back, um, that's just awesome to see. You, you definitely want to see it add some up and downs this season, but definitely um, put it all together tonight or today. Mm-hmm. Um, had 14 points, seven rebounds. A um, couple assists. What a game! Yeah, and you know we've we've talked about this. Uh, we talked about it. We got into it kind of in depth with uh, when we had Mike Wilson on the show, and uh, just how you know John Fulkerson's not Tennessee's most talented player. I mean, John Fulkerson would tell you that. Rick Barnes would tell you that. But I mean, he's Tennessee's most valuable player, and and we even discussed it a, like a week or two ago too. Like we think it's Josiah Jordan James. Look how Tennessee plays when he's not playing well, but it's John Fulkerson. When Fulkerson plays well, this team. <laughs> it alone you did i go out yeah you went out for a second you're back now you know obviously it takes a ton of moving parts for this tennessee team to operate but john fulkerson's a big one um he's a big part of that and and, uh it just showed today's a great example of when he's playing well tennessee's playing well um and i think you know if he plays like that in march i again i still want to see tennessee do it They've been so inconsistent. I'm not willing to say, oh, they found it. They've got it going into the SEC tournament. But if he plays well, I'm confident Tennessee will play well. Yeah, I think Tennessee has a guard play to to do well in March. It's just you got to have some kind of post presence. So, yeah, like you mentioned, if John Folkson plays like that, there's this team could be a Final Four team. Like right. it's as crazy that sounds being 17 and 7 right now with our overall record. But if you have some kind of post presence this season, you're right there. I mean, look at – you blew out Kansas. They beat Baylor. Right. Um, who, who Baylor just blew out Texas Tech today. I mean, that – like, college basketball is crazy, number yep. one, especially this year. But, yeah, Tennessee Tennessee has the talent to be a Final Four team. 
but they just haven't been consistent. You, you know, I think the last seven games they've one loss, one loss, one loss, one loss. Like it's yeah, it's been nuts. So so next next game it's set up to lose. So hopefully we can break that streak a little bit and and get our own winning streak going. Yeah, no, and I think that's um, – so you mentioned Tennessee as a talent to be a Final Four team. I'd probably agree with that. I mean, the talent's there. They do not have the consistency um, to be a Final Four team. The good news is is the only time consistency matters is March and April, I guess. Um, so cons- the, whatever consistency you had in December, January, throw that out the window. If they find it in March, they find that consistency in March, they're set. They're set. I do want to – I'm about to put something on my head. Um, Before I do that, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Sound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, Also, go check out our uh, network, Volunteer Roadshow. They do a great job of getting a ton of shows out there, Um, and they let us use this platform to talk about Tennessee sports, whether they are good or bad. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just want to get that in a little bit. Caleb mentioned if you have questions, drop them in the chat, and let's get it on. Yeah, we got – What's what's up? Listen in Asheville. Asheville, love it. Game plan for the Asheville. tourney. Can we get Pons scoring in the paint instead of trying threes? And I think that's a, you mentioned post play. Pons has got to be, you know, he's definitely a guy that can play all, you know, all over the floor. Um, but he's got to have he's first off his turnaround, twelve to fifteen footer. I know everyone hates the the you know mid range shots, but his twelve to fifteen footer is unto- unguardable. Um, yeah, he's the only one that I'll accept it from. Yeah, it's unguardable. Um, so yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to be a little bit more. Um, you know, his percentage is obviously going to go up, and we're talking about that being a, a ten footer. Uh, you know, but yeah, he's a he's got to be willing to, to to be a presence for Tennessee in the post. Um, I, you know, I, that's probably not going to be his position when he plays in the NBA. I think he'll play in the NBA just based on ta- or athleticism alone. G League, maybe. I mean, I don't I don't know. We'll see. I guess it's. Him, for with him, it's probably a timing thing. Like, can he get – first off, can he develop? But also, can he get with the right team at the right time? Like, I feel like it's very – there's going to be a really, really short window for him to, to find it. Um, I'll like, say this about the NBA. Uh, they don't have, like, one of those guys that you put in – I forget who we play, but they put in just to, like – play defense Texas A&M it's not just yeah. play defense it's just to play defense In, on inbound plays <laughs> yeah yeah so like a specific role like that you don't see a lot of NBA teams doing that but if you need somebody guarded like yeah. somebody to guard somebody on like the last play of the game there's no other person in college basketball, I wouldn't say the world because there's some NBA players that are good at defense, but in college basketball for sure, mm-hmm. other than E-Pons that I want guarding somebody else. Yeah, and again, I think he's got to develop more parts of his game. But yeah, you mentioned defensively. Obviously, like defensively, he's there. Um, yeah. That's not in question. So there's other parts of his game that develop. But I think it's a very – he's got some things. But I think there's also – with him, it's going to be can he fit – like can he find the right fit at the right time? I feel like he – I don't know. It's a – it's. I don't really and that's, that's probably every – I mean – Yeah. Unless you're just one of a lottery pick – um, yeah, you know, yeah, every kind of role is like, like you just have to find the right fit. I mean, look at uh, Siakam at the Raptors. He was in the G League. Yeah, that's a good and point. And then he, he found the, the place, and then he was an all-star. I mean, yeah. he was the first G League player to, to make an all-star team. So, yeah, you definitely got to find the right fit. I feel like that's, that's that was huge for Grant to, to be in, like, with the Celtics. I feel like he's carved out a, a decent role on that team. He had 14 points the other night. Mm-hmm. Um but kind of a younger team really helped him because he he's a locker room guy. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so he, he can, you know, really help out a locker room. And, and mm-hmm. Eves Ponds will be the same way. You, you saw the the team, how, you know, when they took that time out to give him a standing ovation, you know, that team loves Eves Ponds. Yeah, that's a good – Now, I mean, yeah, I think I, – I agree with you. you. That's a good point. If you're not a lottery pick, it probably is kind of a timing, you know, can you get with – you know, obviously there's exceptions to that. But, yeah, get, get to the right guy – get to the right place at the right time. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll mention that too. Uh, so Fulkerson – you know, obviously today, I don't think that emotional exit meant he's gone, but I do think it means he hasn't made a decision. Yeah, I don't think there's a decision made right now either. Uh, but yeah, when he did that, I was like, oh man, that's uh, kind of scary. And let's just because you because you don't have a like you don't have a post presence right now coming in no. that to replace anybody. No, it, Thankfully, potentially maybe a reclassification, but yeah, you're right. No, yeah. right now you don't. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my question is, is like, where does he, because he said it, if he's going to play college basketball, it's not going to be anywhere else. So it's like, I, I'm not trying to be like, I, I hope this doesn't come across as rude, but like, where else does he go? Right yeah, now? I mean, it, he would probably go overseas, right. I'm guessing. Is probably like his only option, make some money overseas a little bit. So I, I don't know. I, I just think it, why not just stay another year? Yeah, and maybe I mean if, if you if you love it that much, do it another year. Yeah, and I mean maybe if you feel the windows tightening, like because I mean if he is battling injury, um, I know there's been kind of rumored like back issues, right? Um, maybe he feel, maybe if he feels the windows tightening, maybe go make some money while you can. Uh, maybe one of those deals, and that's understandable. Um, yeah, and may, or maybe you know try to go develop somewhere else. Like you spent four years here, five years here, um, however long. Uh, go try to go see if I can do it somewhere else did he has he been here for five years did he get a red shirt when he got injured at north carolina he's been here a while yeah i can't i can't remember <laughs> the exact number yeah I, I think you're right okay so i think this will be like his yeah it'll eventually be his like six year right if he comes back yeah uh so maybe it's just one of those things like go see if i can develop at a at a different at another organization whether it be overseas or not and it probably like you said it probably will be um, but yeah, I think Fulgerson, that was definitely a weird one. Now, Eves, who had a chance to go last year, um, and opted not to, I think I would be surprised if he stays another year. Yeah, he's gone. Right. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he, he, like it, he's, and he's married too. Um, so I think he, he just at a different place than most college students are. Mm-hmm. Um, like in life, like he's ready to, to get a job and, and, you know, build on his, his life. You know, yeah, he, he has a significant other that he's, I don't want to say responsible for that doesn't sound right, but I <laughs> but mean, yeah, you are, somebody right. to like, the, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> right, yeah, you are, you're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely in a different place. And I think just, uh, and maybe both of them are like, again, I think Keon Johnson's gone, but maybe both of them, depending on how March goes are like unfinished business. Maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, Eves has never been public about it. But, I mean, he came back – he's already come back once. I'm not willing to 100% say he doesn't come back again if he already did it once. I think if these two – like uh, you mentioned Keon. If Keon and Jaden are, are getting um, projections to be a lottery pick, go. I, there's no way. I, I, I'm with you. Go. I don't think – because like there's nothing there's nothing you can really do like the next year that's going to make you that much like you're not going to increase your stock that much. Yeah, I, 
If Key, I Hunter, think this, I, I don't think this is a great draft class anyway, just by yeah, looking at it. That's a good point. Um, so I mean, I, I think if you know, th- them two have been more productive than some people that are ranked ahead of them, like right, Brandon Boston, BJ Boston at Kentucky. What the hell's he done? Yeah, I, I again, I do not see either Keon Johnson or Jaden Springer staying. He did tweet it. He did say it. Um, so the thoughts at least there, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, he – like you said, there's just not much he can go. Like, he probably needs to go. So, uh, And I think Rick Barnes and that staff is – they're real with them. Right. They're like, they're like, dude, I'm like, what are you really going to do with another year? Like, it's yeah. – go make money. I like, can't they're – not, They're not just going to like – yeah, I mean, they'd tack, take them back with open arms, right. but they're not going to be like – Oh yeah, you you should stay another year. You shouldn't go <laughs> test the waters or anything like that. No. If Rick Barnes does get them back, both back, one back, um, it, like ha, ha, what's the the people who complain about Rick Barnes recruiting? Like what what what's that? Like which side do they pick there? Like is he a terrible recruiter? Is he a is he a great recruiter? You got a five star to not only come and then stay. <laughs> like, um... well, at that point, it's like Final Four bust, right? <laughs> I mean, if you, you're setting yourself up, then definitely, de- definitely put some pr- added pressure on you. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, but yeah, let's and let's. I know we kind of skipped over that Florida game because we got that question, but let's let's talk a little bit about today. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it because I didn't know it was on ESPN News. I didn't make a plans to go watch it anywhere. I tried to watch it at my house, so I ended up having to listen to the Vol Network broadcast, which big, big, big Burt Burlecamp guy. But uh, listening to to Bobby for two hours is not fun and not listening fun. to Bobby while trying to figure out the score for two hours is not fun. I need to, I, I, I'm going to keep count. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to listen to Friday's game uh, on the radio and keep count how many times he actually says the score and, and who the scores belong to like several times. He'd be like 24 to 20. That's it. That's all he'd say. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. So you got to, you got to keep a count on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, you got to keep a, a book like the the, exactly. the team mom does in baseball. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that that wasn't fun. Um, but overall, good broadcast, I guess. Uh, and then I was gonna go watch the last ten minutes because I did. Um, I was doing stuff with the house. Was like, all right, now I'll go to. Uh, I'll go to this restaurant to watch. And I was like, if they lose though, that Caleb, that's on you at that point. Cause I think, I think we tied it up with like 1130 remaining. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch the last 10 minutes. And I was like, that's on you if they, if they lose. So can't do that. So I stayed at home. You're welcome guys. I'll take all the credit. No blame, all the credit. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a big second half comeback. Um, I think at one point late in the first half, Florida was shooting 56% from the floor and we were shooting like 39, um, they end up shooting 51%. So we held them to 21 points in the second half, outscored them 37 to 21. Um, I mean, just going back to John Fulkerson, I mean, that's your, that's your difference maker. Right. You know, he he didn't take four shots in this game. He took 10. That's the old John Fulkerson. That's the Fulkerson we need. That's the Fulkerson we've needed this whole season. Right. And he did actually get to the free throw line. Yeah. Get to the free throw line, get to the rim. I think Tennessee did a good job of doing that because they realized, oh, we can't make a three-pointer. Let's go to the rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that it's I'm, it's not it's not rocket science. No, and it's good that that you know Tennessee was finally able to get to the rim. But you also 
if we're gonna if Tennessee's gonna win down the stretch, they're gonna have to shoot better than fourteen percent from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Um, but it does prove like like Tennessee doesn't have to make twenty threes to win a basketball game. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that, point that, too. That's that's not their game. I mean, Victor Bailey Jr. is probably one of our best, probably the best three point shooter we have on this team, and he was two for seven, so he got to the rim. Um, Springer got to the rim. Keon Johnson really got to the rim. Yeah, Keon Fulgerson, Johnson. Fulgerson even did, did it. I mean, time after time, they just – they got up the floor too. They, they got a fast breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we – Florida didn't have very many at all. So, I, I think Tennessee's defense tightened up. At one point, to start the game, we were just smothering them. And then it, it just looked like that same lackluster effort um, from from the offensive woes, it, it carried it over to the defense, and um, then you found find yourself down fourteen points at one point. Yeah, and what's like? I mean, do you think it just? You think it's when you're because we talked about it. It's hard to play really good defense when you struggle often on offense. Um, I mean, and this team obviously plays good defense most of the time, uh, but you talk about that lackluster. They start get they get to a point where they can't make shots that then whatever something kicks in on the defensive end and Florida goes on a tear. And like you said, mm-hmm. gets up 14, 11, 14 yeah. points. And so Tennessee's got to figure and that's, that's when, when they're struggling defensively, that's when they got to go to the offensive end and get to the rim. Cause they've got to find something that helps them on the defensive end of the floor. I think also when we find ourselves down, like we feel like we have to come back like that possession. Yeah. And so we shoot a three. I mean, Looking, not one Tennessee starter made a three-pointer today. Not one. That's yikes. That's <laughs> and, and, but but you still won by eleven points. So that, that goes back right. to my point. Like you don't need to make a ton of threes. Yeah, you want to shoot better than fourteen percent for and, sure. And it's also important to note Florida shot thirteen, I think, percent from from three. Like they are 23. all twenty-three. Twenty-three percent. Yeah, they okay. were three for thirteen. Okay. So, 23% still is not fantastic. It's better than 14. Um, but they also shot poorly from 3-2, which helps. Like, if you play a team like Alabama or Auburn um, today, like, and you shoot that poorly from 3, that game just gets infinitely harder. Yeah. And that's why you can't you can't let a team like that dictate how you play. Um, because this team isn't made to shoot a ton of threes. Right. You know, they don't have that that four point line in, in practice like Nate Oates does at Alabama. <laughs> um, you know they they get to the rim, get out in transition. They have yeah. the athletes to do it. They just got to like do like they did in the second half. That was yeah. the effort that they need to play with on offense. Even if they don't have a ton of great offensive players, just getting to the rim, you, you get those high percentage shots. You get fouled. You get to the free throw line. You know, just so many – you get offensive rebounds. Um, Tennessee had a season-high 18 offensive rebounds today. Uh, Josiah James had five of those. Um, so, a guy that's, what, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, yeah, not your biggest guy. Five – yeah, 6'6", six, six, five def- uh, offensive rebounds. That doesn't happen, but but effort. That, that All that is is effort. And, that, and, and he's also – I mean, he's also just – effort. Josiah Jordan-James works his butt off. He's also the kind of guy that just – he's constantly – moving constantly looking for the he's trying to put himself in better positions and that's why he he gets rebounds more often than not like he's he's when you're constantly moving when you're constantly trying to find the ball the ball's gonna find you too Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of rebounding you're just the ball's gotta find you 
Um, so Josiah Jordan-James does a really, really good job of putting himself in, in great positions, and the ball finds him. Yeah, and he's he's really, like, stepped up. Even though we haven't had great post play, he's really stepped up and done a great job at mm-hmm. the four. Um, he was hurt, so I think having that week off really helped him a lot because of the past couple of games. He's You can tell he hasn't been 100%, but today he looked 100%. Um, Ten rebounds, eight points. Um, I mentioned those five offensive rebounds that were huge for Tennessee and a lot of second-chance points mm-hmm. that Tennessee doesn't really get a whole lot. Um, but having 18 offensive rebounds. Again, I know uh, Trey Mann didn't play for Florida, so I know that that helped a little bit. But they're up 14 at one point. And also, like, Tennessee got blown out when they were down, like, Castleton. Yeah. Um, I forget who else was out for them. But it, it was a ton of um, uh, starters were out for them, and they still beat us by 20. So I'm not – yeah, Trey Mann probably helps him because he leads in about every offensive – category right um but that was just effort in the second half that's all that was and then that's you mentioned like tennessee getting out in front of people and running like that's a lot of effort and and that's what that's when they're a better basketball team um so a lot of their wins are just gonna at least like seem like just flat out effort Mm -hmm. so and again i think i I, it's hard to question this team's effort because they play such good defense and you can't play good defense without really really good effort um, so, it's, you know, it's hard to, like, just completely question it. But, yeah, when you see them start slacking off when the offense isn't there. Or not I – don't, again, I don't know if slacking off is the right word. But you see the defensive breakdowns happen. And mm-hmm. um, so, I think – yeah, I think it's just a ton of con- – like, give yourself an opportunity to be confident by being um, more effective on the offensive end. Um, get, make, giving yourself easier shots. Uh, like, Tennessee, I don't think when Tennessee's struggling – Offensively, they can't slow it down. They've got to try to find a way to speed it up. They, you know, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of teams too many are, athletes to play yeah. that slow. So you know, a lot of teams, and I think you know, it's typically the rule of thumb in basketball when you're struggling offensively. Let's slow it down. Let's get in a half court set and get in our offense. Tennessee can't do that. That's not where they're going to be the most effective. They've got to get mm-hmm. the ball and look for outlets and try to go score. Yeah, because like you, you want to play half half court offense when you're post dominant. Yeah. But when you're guard dominant, you want to get out and run, get to the rim, get easy buckets. Um, So, yeah, I I think Tennessee, if they're able to get more from John Polkerson um, and if they're able to to get to the rim, I think this team could make some noise Mm -hmm. in March. If they don't, then they could be seeing an early exit. Right. And and let's uh, let's go ahead and take that to the SEC tournament, too. Also, uh, Harrison, I saw your uh, Rush rush Probst. Um, comment. We will talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that. I didn't I didn't get to hear that yet. Okay, well we'll we'll talk about it. You don't really okay. like it's it's. Let's first off, it's not like Kirby. It's not as damning as Will Wade. Like Will Wade on tape going, yeah, I gave him a strong ass offer. It's not that damning. It's Rush Prost running his mouth, um, like Rush Prost does. And um, so I mean, why I, does this man always dude. come up? How has he not been like? I know cancel culture is a huge thing. How has he not been canceled yet? <laughs> Well, uh, he might be. He's under investigation right now, so he might be soon. Okay, so, so in <laughs> yeah. due time. Patience, Landon, patience. <laughs> um, no, we will definitely talk about that because, I mean, the NCAA is not going to look into it. Let's be clear about that. But, yeah, it's 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 funny. Like, it, it's definitely worth talking about. Maybe, hey, maybe uh, someone in the NCAA, uh, maybe it does pique their interest. Uh, maybe, like you said, Russ Probst kind of always like – he's like water. He always finds its level. Um, he, maybe it does pique someone – piques the interest of the right party. I know it won't, but it's you know it's worth mentioning. 
Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, let's... the rush pros wouldn't even be a thing if we didn't hire Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, I, I would have. But it seems like we're just tied to Rush Probst now because of Jeremy Pruitt. Like, well, it, yeah, they were just like a package deal. Right. Well, someone like there was a podcast like every week about Rush, what Rush Probst thought about Jeremy Pruitt. Like every week, it felt like. Yeah. Who gives a rat's ass? Yep. We will. We will get to that though. Probably when we talk about UT's coaches, because uh, I mean, I guess we'll talk about basketball too, but mainly football coaches. Um, the worst hires. Uh, okay. Well, you might even have to have some baseball in there too. I don't know. We need that story still. We'll get that. Let's talk about this week, SEC tournament. Tennessee winning today. They earned themselves a double bye, which I think, especially when you talk about a team that's not consistent, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that obviously it's, every team would rather play less games if they can, and, and especially when you talk about less games to get to the final, yeah, you'd rather do that regardless. But especially when you talk about consistency, Tennessee got themselves to a four seed. They'll get the double bye. They'll play the winner of – Florida, who plays the winner of Vanderbilt and A&M. So, Florida, Vandy, or A&M on Friday night. God, just win. <laughs> well, good I news. Mean, I want to know what what happened to Trey Mann. Do you think it was contact trace? Uh, well, they said – If he was there. They said migraine originally or oh, okay. on the broadcasts. Okay. I mean, so – So, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have it could have been migraine. I – I've never, I don't think I've ever had a migraine. I've had some really bad headaches. Um, so I know it's definitely would be hard to play basketball in a bright arena. I don't, I don't know when, I don't know when it becomes a really bad headache or, or when it becomes a migraine or just, like, I don't know where that line's at. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's the difference between the two? I don't know. Let's, uh, somebody give us a science. Is, is a, is a migraine just like a longer lasting bad headache? Well, I think migraines too. They, they I think they typically like originate in your neck. I think, oh, really? I think, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's something about how, the, or like maybe the part of your head that hurts. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're whatever the difference is. Um, but yeah, that, I'm not sure what happened. Obviously him being out's a factor. Uh, obviously Florida will try to have him back for the SEC tournament. Um, they don't play until Thursday. Uh, Vanderbilt and A&M are going to play on Wednesday to, to kick off the tournament. Um, let's, uh, so I, I'll give you the first round matchups, Mississippi state, Kentucky, well, A&M Vanderbilt, then Mississippi state, Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. Um, do you think there is a like a dark horse SEC winner right now, or do you think it's going to be one of the top four: Alabama, Florida, or sorry, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU? I think it is the one of the top four, um, but I also think Kentucky seems to be playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they find themselves in a you know tough semifinal. Mm-hmm. matchup and maybe it's a close game but yeah i would probably if i was to choose like one of the four of the field i'd probably go one of the four yeah that, that's a that's fair um i would i would say that too i think my favorite right now i think my favorite's arkansas uh like if i if you were like pick one i think arkansas is probably playing the best basketball right now i think for what the style they play that to me um them or alabama is what fits like a tournament when you're talking about teams that just play really well night in night out um I think that's Arkansas or Alabama, but Alabama seems to kind of uh, slow down, whereas mm-hmm. Arkansas seemed to pick up. So when you talk about like who's going to be hot this week, I think it's Arkansas. But I mean, yeah, one of the top four, I, I would think. Um, now Kentucky, you mentioned Kentucky seems to be playing better. I mean, it's it, every night it's win or you're or you're done. Does that motivate them anymore? I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like the. You would think if they had a veteran team, 
they had some seniors. What they do have some yeah. seniors. I know Mintz and Sar are seniors, so maybe they that does cause a little fire. But some of those guys are just like um. The next game, I'm going to the NBA, so it's right. like it is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, it definitely, you know, they're competitive. They're competitors, so I think that could impact. But that. I mean, they could have some guys come back too because they haven't had the the season that some of them thought as well. Yeah, I mean, there's not. It's not just a you know obvious lottery picks in that you know in that. Class. I'll say right now, if you're picking BJ Boston over Keon Johnson or Jaden Springer, you're a moron. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. We'll we'll, uh, we'll come back to this um, on NBA draft night because I let's be honest. I, I know those guys put on orange, so I know where they stand in you know nationally. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know where they stand nationally. Uh, and then you know we'll talk about you know Tennessee's chances too. Tennessee, I think, um, good news. I got in terms of confidence. Let's say you had to. So Tennessee would have been sitting at that five seed. If you win, you play Florida. I mean, obviously, confidence wise, it, it's good to beat Florida. Um, you know, before you face them, which you had to, if you were the five seed, you would have had to win to face them. Um, but I think, you know, again, if Tennessee can, it's consistency. Can they find that on Friday night? Uh, Cause no matter who, no matter who you play, I mean, Tennessee struggled against Vanderbilt for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, uh, no matter who you play, if you're not playing good basketball, Tennessee's definitely, um, it, they can't just walk into an arena right now against anybody um, and win for whatever reason. Yeah, and with this entire season, like, you just never know. Like, that saying any team can be beaten on any given night, that's true 100 times over with this season. <laughs> yeah. for Literally not in a night out, any team can beat any team. Right, right. For, I guess, COVID, practice time, um Whatever it is, yeah, it just seems like, uh, and again, it may just be that we're betting more, so we're watching more like random games, but it definitely mm, seems true. like more amplified this season. Um, but mm. that could make March all the more fun. Uh, it's already it's already been a fun March, actually. Um, it's I mean, some of these uh, these uh, lower um, college basketball games, you had the exciting Houston uh, Memphis finish uh, with Houston hitting a half court shot. Screw them, dude. <laughs> I didn't bet that game, so. Um, yeah, I didn't bet that game. Uh, they just didn't score for four minutes really? until those last two shots. Yeah, that's tough. That that's bad. I mean, you can, you're first. Let's talk about that. You're not going to win games in March if you go four minutes without scoring. Oh yeah, but <laughs> so, it, it was both teams. It's like they just forgot yeah. how to. Like, oh, the game of basketball is to put it through the basket. Got I, it. Got it. Got I watched it. some game Thursday night. I don't remember who it was. It was a. I was about to say it was lesser teams. I think it was. Who did Michigan State play Thursday? They went through a stretch there that it was not fun to watch. Uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, the last 35 seconds today was some of the worst basketball I've ever watched in my entire life. And yes. worst officiating. Like, it was just bad. It was ugly. So, that yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a – I think the SEC tournament – because, like, I, you know, a team I think is wor- that's worth mentioning – I know they're a seven seed. They could lose the first round very easily. But like Missouri, I mean, you're you're talking about Missouri team could find themselves in the uh, semifinals easily. So is LSU the three seed? LSU's three. They would if Missouri won the first game. I'm gonna go back and check. They would play Arkansas. So if Missouri beats Georgia, they play Arkansas. Did they end up splitting this year with Arkansas? Or did Arkansas just kick their ass both times? I don't know. Missouri's one of those teams. That, yeah, they could be anybody. Um, like they beat Florida on a 
buzzer beater mm-hmm. reverse layup. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like when you have a seven footer, how do you give up a reverse layup as time expires? I, I feel like the reverse layup's the way to go with the seven footer though. They're not as agile. Like what can they really do there? But it was like under the basket. Yeah, like, it wasn't definitely... like where was he at? I didn't see the play. Was he like on the side of the basket? He was like he was like curtain? facing the baseline, and he just went baseline and did. It. I'm like, dude, you got both hands. You're either getting it on this side or this side. But here's my question: Did he get stuck on the side of the rim that the first like the the fake layup occurred? I think he, I think he barely missed it. Like he missed. Oh, okay, so he almost blocked it. It was like high off the. Gotcha. Yeah, that's another – yeah, most reverse layups are going to go pretty high off the backboard. So, again, mm-hmm. I feel like the reverse layup's the way to go uh, against a seven-footer. You try to get them stuck on one side of the rim. Again, not as agile. And then the reverse layup, you're typically throwing it way up, way up on the glass. My dude. Pons, Pons, had pin, Pons pins that. Dude, that block today. That was... I love that he just, like, slowed down and, like – he knew it was coming. Well, he was just like, initially he was like chasing him down. He was like, I'm just going to go to the hole. He's got to try to throw it in there eventually. <laughs> and he jumps so like he almost hits his head on the rim going up and coming down. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Eastbonds had some, some stitches before, like in his yeah, probably. basketball time at Tennessee, probably in practice or, or something <laughs> like that, where he's having to get stitched up because he's hit his head on the rim. I would say it's possible. I'd say it's possible. Um, okay, so I've kind of got Missouri, I guess, as my like dark, dark horse candidate. Like, I don't really believe it, but if I had to pick a team, do you have one like that? I I was actually – I didn't realize Missouri wasn't one of the top four because I just assumed they were. Mm. Because when we played them, they're like, what, number – they're like right behind uh, us in, in the top 25, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, they definitely um, started off hotter than they finished. Right. Um, yeah, I – I would agree with Missouri. I think Kentucky's a dangerous team too. I think Ole Miss at one point I was like, dude, they're gonna they're gonna knock somebody off in the NCAA tournament. But now I don't even think they <laughs> they get in. Right. I, um, I, I'm glad you mentioned Ole Miss though. I think where they're positioned, that's probably their best bet to knock someone off would be LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I like where they're I like where they're positioned. Because we can't beat LSU. We no. can't beat Auburn. We can't beat LSU. I don't Or Alabama. I don't understand it, but we can't. Those three teams, we just can't beat in basketball. Right. Uh, and, I mean, Auburn doesn't even get a chance at it. Dude, I just – I can't stand. Like, how does mm, – it's just so – it's so annoying that they can just blatantly cheat, get to go to the Final Four and be like, oh, I mean, we'll take this. We'll take this year off. Yeah. Like, that's so stupid. I just hate – There we go. There you go. Are you back? Yep, we're back. Yeah. We lost both of us. Sorry there. I don't know where we lost, uh, I think, just a minute ago. But, um, yeah, it's just so stupid that they can – this year they knew they were go- weren't were going to be great. They It's COVID year. Yeah, we'll just take this off. No big deal. Postseason ban. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they, they get the number four player in the country next year and – like they're going to be back to like the normal Auburn team we're used to seeing, and it like they got caught cheating and it doesn't matter. Doesn't but Tennessee matter. is going to get probably the death penalty for for Don't. our McDonald's bags. Never self-report. Never self-report. It's so stupid. 
All right. Anything else for SEC tournament? Ball basketball? Anything before we move on? Just go make some noise. Don't yeah. don't be one and out. Right. That, that's for the SEC tournament. I, th- I think the go, make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I mean that would be nice. And, and then and then see see what happens. But you you should win your first two games. I'm gonna at least I, I'm gonna go ahead and like I think judging by where they're gonna be um, placed, I would say win your first game. Yeah. Um, let's see second because I th- I think where you're gonna be seated could be some tough matchups. Yeah, um, I, I want to see that effort and fight that we saw in the right. second half when, you know, Forkston and Pawns knew that this was the last time they're playing in, in Thompson Bowling Arena, or, or maybe, possibly. Right. Um, and, and for them to compete like that, you know, that, that should be the mentality every single game in March. Um, right. and, and hopefully this team takes that to heart. But we don't know. You never I know. I like that hat. What is that Thanks, say? man. This is a Little River Trading Company. Um, my sister-in-law picked it up for me this week. So shout out That's to Neva. Nice. Also shout out to my brother. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Johnson. It, it looks like it almost says ball for life. Oh, interesting. It doesn't. From here. <laughs> like, yeah, it obviously doesn't, but that's what it looks like from here. That's what I thought it said. I was like, it okay. Does, it does have a tri-star on it. Me. Yeah, it does have a tri-star. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, Johnny. If you guys know him, tell him happy birthday. If hmm. you don't, tell him hey, happy Mitch. birthday. Yeah. He's uh, 31 today. Dude, he's oh, old. You didn't, you didn't. You didn't have to tell on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, hey, it can only go up from here. Like it. Yeah, I mean, you, you've already hit thirty, so yeah. you might as well get to thirty-one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, UT's worst coaching hires. There have been some bad ones, and I'll oh, say first, this: go I, ahead. Landon is. I know he's going to hate me for this, like because I know he he's really. You like when coaches are bought in publicly, mm-hmm. like that's just like. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but like you, you like you, you're gonna appreciate that stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I do appreciate it. But I'm also like, I'll buy into you when you win. Like it's, yeah, sure, it's like sure. Mike Eckler being like, "Hey, this I've always wanted to boat to work." I don't know if he like knows the history of the Vol Navy or if he's just like, if, if that's you know, like I don't know exactly what he knows. Um, but it's cool to see him say that. But I'm like. Let's uh, pump the brakes on this being like your dream job type deal until you go win. Like you go win and uh, we'll call it. We'll we'll be good. I liked it, but also that is a scary thing to say because it was also Lane Kiffin's dream job too. Did he <laughs> until, say that? Did until his real dream? Maybe not. Maybe okay. not. Okay. Um, but he left for his dream job. Right. And again, like appreciate you at least acting like you're bought in to Tennessee, whether you are or not. I hope you are if you took a job. Um, but yeah, I'm like, everyone's like, everyone's loving it, eating it up and like, good, love it. Appreciate it. Like I do appreciate that. He's at least saying the stuff on social media. Um, Cause like, like in your profession, like as a college football coach, you've got to, the only way you can make the kids you recruit, the kids you're trying to get here, love Tennessee and want to be at Tennessee is they've got to believe that you love and want to be at Tennessee. So like it's, it's necessary for your job um, because it's like social media is so prevalent in recruiting now. Like it is your job to do that kind of stuff. I know it sounds silly, right. but it's part of it. It's part of it. So like, yeah, I appreciate it, but like go win and we'll talk. Yeah, I agree. With I, I like it. Um, just because he doesn't seem like a guy that, 
just like blows smoke. Uh, see, I'm a little like, I see, he's a hype man. He's a hype man, and part of being he a, is. part of he being is. A, part of being a hype man is faking it a little bit. So that's my thing. But you also got to be bought in. But you got to believe. Well. Yes, you do got to believe it to an extent too. You do got to believe it to an extent. But also like. You got a bull, you got a bull crap too a little bit. So there's definitely a, a there's definitely like a, a formula to being a hype man. But it's also cool. Like he, he coached Neyland Stadium, and like he thought the atmosphere was so cool as an opposing team. Well, I, I think, like I think most people would. Baker or not Baker Mayfield, the center for Oklahoma wrote an article about the environment at Tennessee. Like I don't like we talked about it last week. I don't think there's a lot of people that come into that stadium. I mean. Will Muschamp made it sound like it was his favorite thing to see Neyland empty. That means you appreciate what Neyland is when it's full. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I liked it. Whatever. But like you said, we'll see. Because that's – we'll see how – we'll see if this is your actual dream job. Treat it like that. Right. I mean, I feel like every job that that you get, that you accept, should be treated like your dream job. Yeah, like it's the, you know, or at least, you know, the job that's going to get you there. And and the only way you, if your dream job is the top, which it should be, then you got to be really, really good here to get there. So, mm-hmm. um, Dub himself, I like what he said. There's a lot of brand building on the new football staff. I'm cool with it if they get the W's. Yeah, I would love it. I mean, win. If you never tweet and win football games, I'd love you. If you tweet all the time and win football games, I'll love you. Just win football games. Yeah. Just win football games. But yeah, I do like the, I think the brand buildings, like I said, that's part of recruiting nowadays. It, it is important. It is an aspect. Yeah. It, it just seems like this, and not to say like past um, coaching staffs haven't liked being here, but it, it does seem like this staff in, like enjoys being in Knoxville. Right. Like they're excited to be here. Right. Agreed. Um, okay. So the worst hires, because that's what we're here for right now. Kevin Steele. <laughs> I mean, count? maybe not the worst because right. like of him, <laughs> but like the like how dumb is that? It, Fifty-one days, and you owe you owe him eight hundred sixty thousand dollars, almost eight hundred sixty-one thousand. It is one hundred percent the dumbest hire, no doubt. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. Um, <laughs> I mean, what was the what was the point? So people didn't like was was he there was he a freaking shepherd was he just trying to keep the sheep from leaving like is that is that all it was? But he, did he keep did Kevin still keep anybody at Tennessee? That, that's exact. I I don't think so. Did he hold anything together? Because I think Donde Plowman trusted Philip Fulmer, and they like they knew what was going to go down when they hired Kevin Steele because they even said it like he knew how did they phrase it. Like he 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 knew when he signed up he would do anything to help the university something like that they phrased it some some way where it was like he didn't know he'd be the interim but like he kind of knew he'd might be the interim um so like I think Plowman trusted Fulmer enough that Fulmer was like yeah let's bring Steele in if you know shit hits the fan and it might Steele will be our guy and and like he he's been around he knows you know he knows the block he he'll keep things together and Plowman signed off on it. And I think that's an important thing to know. A lot of people are mad at Philip Fulmer. If you're going to be mad at Philip Fulmer, you got to be mad at Donde Plowman. Yeah, she did it too. Her name's on the contract. She named him interim. 
I, and, and the whole the whole Jeremy Pruitt situation doesn't sit right with me. You fire him for performance. He went three and seven, and the team looked worse and worse every game. You fire him for performance. You don't fire him. You don't blow up the program to save, a, a, in the eyes of UT football, a couple bucks. No. You don't. It, yeah, I mean, you're ca- throwing it out like candy. So w- yeah. what? Did, what did you say? What's another twelve million dollars? I mean, pilot will just take that from from truckers. They'll just wait. They'll wait <laughs> to pay him a little bit longer. It's no big deal. Just, They've done just it before. They'll do it, again. it or something. <laughs> so yeah, I just I, I think that aspect can't be forgotten. So yeah, Kevin Steele um, was 100% the dumbest hire uh, of all time of anything yeah. ever. Um, and it, yeah, I, I think it's important to note that Phil former was not the only one that signed off on that. Uh, it was incredibly stupid. Okay. Worst hire though for me. And I think cause it's fresh. Like I think cause it's a fresh hire. I think it's gotta be South and Sari. <laughs> I have that one down too. I, I think that's gotta be number one for me. <laughs> Because if you, get, terrible. if you get any any like competent defensive coordinator in there, that team wins a lot of games that year. The offense was too good. Yeah. Hey, do, do you want to hear something about South and Siri? Yes. These are the only teams. I'm going to list the only teams that he's been a defensive coordinator at. Iowa Wesleyan. Illinois State, Alabama A and M. Wasn't he a, like a linebacker coach at Alabama before we hired him? Yeah. Okay. He, he's still he's still at the outside linebackers coach at Alabama. So he went. Golly. Hey, so we we were the one to give him that break, and we how ha- we hired this guy who hadn't really been a defensive coordinator since Alabama A and M was nineteen ninety eight to nineteen ninety nine. He was defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. He hadn't been a coordinator since then, and we hired him to be our DC in uh, 2012. Yeah, that's incredibly stupid. Um, who's this here? Jeff Harrison said that Donde didn't know about Plowman didn't know about Fulmer until the day before. I, yeah, that's probably true. But they knew Jeremy Pruitt was probably going to get canned. They started the investigation on November 19th, and in her own words, they were despicable and I, I shouldn't say her own words because I can't remember them, but she made it sound like right off the rip. They knew how bad this situation was. Yeah. So you, like you hired Kevin Steele to be your defensive coordinator or to be your head coach. Sorry. Like your interim head coach. She knew the situation. And then she had to know because I don't know. Did she think, I don't know. It was a dumb hire regardless. That's my point. It was dumb. And then like <laughs> former resigns and we have to pay him monthly no that's not how that yeah, works that's incredibly stupid um you fired him yeah for you real. say it you know it if you know it's going to come out that we're having to pay him this amount of money you got to say you fired him because you did right. right you can't say he resigns and, and pay him money that that is not how it works right um so that's my i guess that's my uh so someone said Derek Dooley won, then Sal Sinceri. So I, do I technically have to go Dooley won because Dooley resulted in Sinceri? Yeah, probably. Okay. Derek Dooley Howard was incredibly dumb, too. Um, I mean. In a losing record at, at, at Tech. Good God. Like, I mean, just. Is he. I've never had a one-on-one with Derek Dooley. 
but I mean, his press conferences were very unimpressive. Did we name this worst coaching hires? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because Mike Hamilton would definitely be up there. <laughs> I don't know like the history of like how like I don't know where he was at. I don't know anything about Mike Hamilton. I don't care to know anything about Mike Hamilton. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't He's know dead. like I don't dead know how. Me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's seen, it was obviously in hindsight bad. I don't know if it like Derek Dooley obviously was hindsight bad, but Derek Dooley like everyone knew it was bad the day it happened. Mm-hmm. So that that was a little bit different. Sincerity, like you mentioned, was everyone was not happy when it happened. Um, I I feel like I'm taking them all here. Um, I'll, I'll go one more football. I assume you might have it on your list, but Dave Clawson. Okay, I didn't have that one, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean that was the the final nail. In the, like like Sinceri was the final nail in the coffin for Dooley. Clawson was that for Fulmer. Yep. Um, my next one is uh, Larry Scott. That I almost went that one number, like nah, towards the top. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, and, and it's it, it wasn't like the tight end coach. Whatever, who gives? Right. Who cares? Um, I would say to make him an coach. OC when his only. Offensive coordinator job before that was at Sebring High School in Florida. What was their record? 2004. How many touchdowns did they score? Oh, a ton. I'm, I'm sure. just kidding, dude. Um, <laughs> a ton. But yeah. the, and he was co-OC. He wasn't even the he wasn't even the sole coordinator at a high school. Oh, that's good. And you that's had amazing. Zach Azani, who is a stud. Yeah. And you hired Larry Scott. Yeah, what it was that was a terrible hire. Terrible hire. Um He he is a head coach right now though. Larry Scott. At Howard. Oh, yeah, man. Howard. Um But man, what oh my god. Hey, I just won ninety dollars. Let's oh, go. Texas won. Yeah, I put fifty on that bet. Did you? I put Dude, five. I was just I this morning I woke up and like my balls were heavy, so I thought I had to put that into, um, you know, I had to really turn that into something. Uh, I couldn't just wake up balls heavy and not do anything about it. So I did it. That's the biggest bet I've ever made. Like, that's a good a part, feeling, that's, man. Because I mean, it was a three-team teaser, so that's definitely the biggest bet I've ever made. Dude, what about that fight last night that just destroyed us? I put $25 on it because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I did too. I'm an idiot. I'm dumber than Mike Hamilton getting on a plane and going to Louisiana to hire Derek Dooley. Yeah, I lost quite a bit of money <laughs> last night. Yeah, I didn't. I, I only lost that bet, thankfully. But yeah, not good. Um, sorry to get away from things. I just checked the Texas score. Um, I, I fully yeah. expected to see you. You all watch me cry, not to the John Fulkerson tape to to losing ninety dollars, losing fifty dollars. You're sweating it out on that Iowa game, dude. I almost. I was gonna drive to Iowa and fight the entire <laughs> team. I know I lose that fight, but I'm going down swinging. Yeah, Luca Garza, he's a big boy. <laughs> I know I'm losing, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely we're we're throwing fisticuffs. So, do you have any more terrible hires? Um, not, I'm sure I have a big list. Yeah, not not. Football. I'm not gonna name them all. I don't I don't have, I don't think for football. Um, which I know I'm sure there were. I don't have any more off the top of my head. Those are all the ones I had like written down. Um, I was trying to like maybe think of one more, or two more, or something. Um, you're you're forgetting a recent. Though. Someone said Greg Schiano was hired here. <laughs> so was point. Jeff Brom. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Brom. Jeff, Jeff Brom. Um, the uh, oh, I'm blanking because I didn't have it planned. I didn't even think about it until we started the show and we started like branching out. Who did baseball hire after before Serrano? Who was it? 
Um, it was bad. I can't remember his name right now. God. Delmonico. Delmonico. Was it De- then? Was who was before Delmonico? Was there anyone in between? Was it Raleigh? Raleigh. That I think it was Raleigh, the really bad one. The way that hire happened was Raleigh hired by Mike Hamilton. Look up what year Raleigh was here, if that's if you're about to Google something. Um, okay. So we're getting a bunch of Pruitt was bad, yeah. Uh, obviously, I think Pruitt was more hindsight bad. I think there was some foresight to it. I agree, definitely some foresight to it. Um, every, I've seen this one mentioned several times in the comments. Donnie Tyndall, Donnie Tyndall was a bad hire. That was a real dumb hire. So it was Todd. Uh, Todd Raleigh was before Dave Serrano, and then Delmonico was before Raleigh. So it was between. It was the Delmonico to Raleigh hire that there is an insane story about, and I don't know the full details. So I'll, I need to get it before I share it. Um, but I know just the way it happened. The way Todd Raleigh ended up the head coach of Tennessee is incredibly stupid, and will piss fans off so bad. <laughs> Like, and I don't, I think just because baseball was really had kind of like moved to the back of the line for Tennessee at that point. I don't think it was like mm-hmm. very, very publicly known. Like, there's people that know it, obviously. I'm not the only one, <laughs> but um, I don't think a lot of fans know about it. And it, like, and a lot of fans that don't even care about baseball, like, they're not going to be pissed because of like, oh, there's a bad baseball hire. They're going to be pissed because of like, how it shows the dysfunction of the Tennessee athletic department at that point. Yep. So, yeah, I, w- I would love to. It needs to be known. <laughs> um, yeah, you, usually you can, like, think of the Tennessee baseball coaches by, like, players that, like, played here. Yeah. Like, brothers and, and stuff, like the Serranos, the Delmonicos. Yeah, you didn't really have Raleigh's. Um, <laughs> so, that kind of tells you a little bit about it. Now, Vitelli doesn't have kids. so um, Right. But if he did, they would be absolute studs. I, I right. 100% believe that. Someone said tell it. I will when I get the full details because I only know, like, part of the story. I, it'll yeah. be told on the show because I want to tell it. But I don't want to give you like a half, half-ass story. Like I, I need to get the full details. Um, and I even, I mean, I just need to. Re- I may even know them. Honestly, I may know all the details, but I, I don't remember them all. Um, okay. Oh, my, my last. I had one more football hire, and that was. Um, and now I'm blanking on his name. Good God, the defensive line coach that left after, it didn't ever get interviewed, and then Brumball. left Brumball. That was the one I was I was thinking of. <laughs> Leaves. <laughs> midway through a game yeah you didn't even interview him it doesn't even what four games into the season something like that golly dude just what a this that season was dysfunction dysfunction i mean you could write a whole book on just this season yeah yeah um yeah and then okay so basketball too i don't know if you like have any others i think it's got to i mean Someone said Bob Kessling. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, I mean, yeah, Donnie Tindall is a Donnie Tindall. I think was a very, very similar uh, hire to Derek Dooley. Kind of a panic hire where because Conzo left kind of late. I, I feel like he left kind of late. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think it was kind of a panic hire and was not a. I mean. Foresight, again, not a great hire. And then hindsight, not a great hire. Yeah. Because he was under investigation when Tennessee hired him, correct? Or he was like, had just got concluded an investigation or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, just so dumb. So I mean, dumb. 
Brian Niedemeyer has to be one too. I mean, yeah, he could recruit, but like <laughs> the way he was recruiting <laughs> wasn't legal at all. So, um, I mean, he's and all the guys that he recruited are gone. So, like, what did he actually do for Tennessee? I think that's a hind. Uh, to be fair, I think that's a hindsight hire, like or hindsight like poor decision. Because like foresight, how bad was that? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean he, his positions, like, he was terrible. He was a terrible position. I was about to say, it was very, very dumb to move into linebackers. I was about to say that. That was a yeah. dumb decision. Correct. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Any other – Any other? I know you said you got a, you got a list. You're not going to share them all. Any other ones? Um, We kind of named them. South and Sarah's on there. Derek Dooley, Jimmy Brumball, uh, Larry Scott, Kevin Steele. I was too young. How dumb was it that – Jerry Green got hired at Tennessee. I was too young, so I don't like remember it. Like I don't know, like yeah. obviously hindsight, but he was. Yeah, like, a lot of these are kind of recent because we just didn't. Right, uh, but Jerry Green like never won more than twenty games at Oregon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like. Again, I was too young. I don't know, but seems <laughs> seems dumb. Uh, he did take Tennessee to the tournament every year. Is that good? What about Peterson? Is he one? Yeah, he did. Uh, wasn't he pretty good at App, App State? Where was he at before Tennessee? And then he went to, again, I was young. I don't remember it. Yeah. To be fair, you know, yeah, that was, but, yeah. Um, yeah, he was at, he was at, uh, he was at a lot of places. Tulsa before Tennessee. Gotcha. He was at App State also. He uh, he did something at Tulsa. That's right. They won the NIT. <laughs> that one I year. was about to say, they did something big. Okay. That was what got him hired at Tennessee, I'm sure. Um, he couldn't even do that at Tennessee. Yeah. I, but, I mean, I'd, uh, again, too young when Buzz Peterson got hired initially. I don't know really like the history around it. Um, I know I've watched a lot of Buzz Peterson basketball and it was not fun to watch. <laughs> I guess he retired in 2014. He's just not a coach anymore. I mean, he was roommates with Michael Jordan. That's all you need. That's all you need in life. Yeah. I mean, that kind of carried him. <laughs> That's all you need. How about him? He, he, the- he got a shout out in the, the last dance. Did he never? He never made the tournament mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Nope. He made. He's made the tournament one time in his career as a head coach. But he won the NIT. He won the NIT. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a bad hire! Yeah, that was. This is fun. I mean, it's not fun because we're laughing at like the stupid decisions Tennessee's done. But uh, you, all you can do is laugh, Landon. That's yeah, it. All yeah. you can do is laugh. That's all you can do. I'm going to go check my FanDuel account so I can see it. Also, I have done betting on who's like the team that scores first. That is the biggest crapshoot. I've yeah, never. It's won. electric. It's I've electric. never won one before. Uh, I've, I've probably won as many as I've lost. So it's probably about even. I'm like, I've, lo- I've probably done five or six of them, lost every single one. <laughs> I usually like try to bet the favorite. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to do the favorite. Maybe I'll just do the try the other way and I'll lose that one too. So I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the secret formula is. Tell me what you do and I'll be happy to 
I go try and it out. people who win, I I go and look at their Twitter and see who they're betting on. I don't I don't pick them myself. Mm. That's the that's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Believe me. Uh, any it, other... It's like it's a 50-50 shot, and I've lost every single time. It I just is. don't know how that's. You did lose the coin toss too. That's important to note. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Yeah, that's important to note. Um. So okay, any other uh, bad hires though? That's all I got for bad hires. Okay. I'm that's, sure there's more. <laughs> that's a good short list for Tennessee, though. I mean, that's that's got to be like improvement right there. Yeah, here we go. Slowly but surely. Um, okay, so let's move on then. Baseball. Let's oh, get into it. Was oh. Tyson Helton has to be up there, too. Yeah, that seems like a really dumb hire. That. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, let's not get into that. <clears throat> all right, baseballs. Sweet. Where's the broom? Lane's got all the props. All the props. The broom, it's a mess. It is a mess, dude. What? I mean, just a great weekend. Great yeah, that's weekend a payback for, for football, team. you assholes <laughs> at Georgia State. That would have sucked to lose to them. And, and I mean, especially like even one game would not have been fun, but like a series, if they had won the series, that would have really stung. Yeah. Really stung. Um, but yeah, baseball team held it, held their own. I mean, they held a team who has. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know the best way to put it. Like, they have not lacked in the scoring department. And they held them to two runs all weekend. Yeah, they they haven't scored a run all – they haven't scored less than two runs all season. Um, and they've played nothing but um, – everybody they played so far has been a higher ranking than Tennessee. They played number 14, West Virginia. Um, I think number seven, Georgia. Number two, Vanderbilt. And then number 10, Georgia Tech. Um, and they haven't scored less than two runs in all those games. And Tennessee held them to that all weekend. Yeah. Um, I outscored them in the series 18-2. to two. Um, and, and I mentioned, like, they're – I think they're on a 14 – like, they're in the middle of a 14-game period where they play nothing but ranked opponents. Wow, that's um, so. It's got to be. Yeah. After this, they play Florida, and I forget who else they play. They play somebody else. Florida, um, Kentucky, and then yep. Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a good little stretch of games. Someone mentioned Georgia State beat Vandy and Georgia Tech this year. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier uh, as the show started. They didn't beat Vanderbilt. They, yeah, they did. They first game yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, they beat. Van, they've already beaten two really really good baseball teams this year. Yeah, they split the series with West Virginia two to two, um, and then they beat Vanderbilt the first game, and they b- destroyed Georgia Tech on Wednesday ten to one. Um, so this is a pretty good team coming into to Knoxville, and uh, you just shut them down. I thought the pitchers played uh, pitch really well this week, this weekend. Um, Will Heflin got things started off on Friday night. He pitched um, seven innings, six hits, eight strikeouts. Blake Tidwell pitched. On um on Saturday, and dude, the freshman is unreal. Yeah, throwing hit, hitting ninety five pretty consistently. Um, he hits ninety six and ninety seven at times too, but pitched six innings, four hits, uh, two walks, seven strikeouts. Um, Sean Hunley and Redmond Walsh finished out the game from there, and then uh, today I had a host of volunteers. Um, pitched today. You had Mark McGuire. McLaughlin, the sophomore, um, pitched three, um, three and two thirds inning, two hits, 
three strikeouts. Elijah Pleasant's pitched um, two innings, and he had three strikeouts as well. Tennessee uh, had 31 strikeouts on in the series and only struck out 21. Um, so kind of lowering that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strikeouts at the plate as well, doing a really good job. I think Jake Rucker had a phenomenal series. He looked like the preseason All-American. He was awarded before the season. Um, he was 6 for 12, so batted – Batted a uh, 500, um, six RBIs, had a home run uh, yeah. today, dead center. Yeah, big, big. Um, Liam Spence went a uh, six for 11 with three RBIs on the weekend. Yeah, Drew Gilbert um, hit a bomb today, did the little bat flip as well. Also came in to pitch in the ninth to, to close it out. So you, you love to see a guy playing both ways and um, a guy that's – he doesn't lack in confidence – for sure. Um, a guy that's just going to – he's going to flip the bat. Even though he is a pitcher, he knows that pitchers don't like it. He's going to do it. He doesn't care. Um, and he's, he's going to sh- show the same emotion um, on the mound. And so, that's what yeah. makes that's what makes college baseball so much fun to watch. Like the the home run celebrations. And a lot I saw some people complaining because uh, you tweeted it. Who was it that had the hammer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech, maybe? I think, yeah, I think that's right. And uh, someone was like, uh, you know, they need to le- grow up and they're going to, you know, if they want to play in the major league, blah, blah, blah. No, they don't. That's fun. That, like, and it doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> like, that's what makes it's It's a hell of a lot better than baseball's unwritten rules about bat flips and shit like that. So um, that's, a, like, a part of the game that should grow. And is it a little over the top? Maybe. But it's also college athletics. Like, a lot of college athletics is maybe a little over the top. Um, yeah. so that's what makes it fun. So yeah, like the Tennessee, I'm sure they piss off a lot of people. They've got, they're a little mouthy. Um, but I mean, I feel like that's also a lot of college baseball teams. Yeah. If, if you don't like it, don't throw a freaking cheese ball in there for, <laughs> to hit 500 feet to, to right field. Right. Um, I mean, as soon as he, as soon as it left the bat, you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, it, it probably landed somewhere close to the, the river over there. Um, so yeah, it was just a freaking bomb. Luke Lipsy has had one on Saturday that was a freaking moonshot, um, a three run. But mm-hmm. but this one Tennessee in this series Tennessee was the first one to score in, in each of the games. Um, so I think that's big for the, us to jump out ahead. And, and you know I think Tennessee has the pitching to maintain those leads. They have a bunch of guys don't really have that one like stud. Like a Garrett Crochet, um, somebody like that. You don't have somebody that's just dominant. I think they have a lot of pitchers that can go up and produce. You know, we talked about before the basketball season how much depth Tennessee had. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as the season went on, you're like, yeah, they don't really have that much depth that we thought. Um, You know, you might have a lot of bodies, but you don't have a lot of production with those bodies. Tennessee's got a lot of production so far um, on the mound. And, uh, you know, I think they're hitting a lot better. It seems like they're improving a lot more um, each and every series we see this team. Um, from Georgia Southern to now, I think this team's a lot better. Um, the top of the lineup is, is killing the baseball right now. They're, they're going to have to get some more from the bottom of the lineup. lineup. Um, Max Ferguson had a, had a good series, um, kind of moved him up a little bit uh, to second. I think he batted second today. He was batting like seventh, mm-hmm. I think. Um, at the start of the series. And then Drew Gilbert was batting sixth. Um, you know, he, he hit the ball pretty well today. Um, you, you just need some more consistency out of the bottom of the lineup. Um, 
and I think getting some more guys at bats. You know, Kyle Booker was the freshman. He he started at DH today. Um, I think he had a hit. So Tennessee's got a lot of bodies. I think they've um, – you're kind of seeing – they're kind of morphing this, like, playing guys here and there and, and you know, switching them in and out is, is kind of like – dwindling down a, a little bit you're, you're seeing a lot more guys play the entirety of a series um and you're kind of seeing what that lineup's going to look like come sec play but then you have guys behind them that are you know chomping at the bit you know there's a lot of competition out there at the you know especially in the outfield you have guys like christian scott um kyle booker evan mm-hmm. russell um guys like jordan beck who has a ton of power drew gilbert um a lot of bodies in, in the outfield that can get things done. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of finishes the season um, out there. But yeah, just gotta gotta have more consistency at the bottom of the lineup to uh, to really compete in the SEC. Right, which is right around the corner. I'm sorry, I lost the schedule. I'm trying to pull it up when they start <clears throat> SEC play. Um, I don't know if you have it in front of you, uh, but they don't uh, let's see two weekends now. Yeah, so March 19th. They'll start mm-hmm. SEC play with Georgia. <clears throat> Prior to that, they've got Charlotte Tuesday. Uh, that's in North Carolina. Then they come back to, uh, to face UNC Greensboro. Then they get ETSU next Tuesday at home uh, before kicking off, like I said, SEC series against Georgia. That's at Georgia. Um, good little uh, good little start to the SEC season there. Yeah, on the, starting it off on the road just like you did the regular season, starting it off on the road. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this team's at. You know, that uh, game against Indiana State, I was like, oh, man. You know, this team might struggle a little bit in the SEC if they don't start improving. And then when George, I saw Georgia State beat the crap out of Georgia Tech, I was like, oh, man, we're really going to see if this Tennessee team is for real or not. Um, you know, and they took care of business this weekend, so we'll, we'll get to see them kind of build on that. And uh, hopefully – have a good SEC because like if you go if you go 500 in the SEC you've done well yeah like, yeah <laughs> like you'd obviously done. like to be better than that but I mean especially you know some of the teams that are on Tennessee schedule yeah it's you're facing the nation's best weekend and weekend in weekend out <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah for sure and my dad went to the game today and he said that uh, a Georgia State fan was sitting behind him and he was like We've never gotten swept before. And my dad was like, what? You've never gotten swept before? And he was like, he's like, well, I've watched this team closely for five years, and I've never seen them get swept. So Is that I was true? like, I don't know. I didn't fact check, check the yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, crazy, if he's though. willing to say that, it's not very often that they get swept. That's a good so. point. That's a good point. But yeah, never in five years? That seems that would be to me. That would seem. Or you like, said Everett. I was like, "What? That cannot be right." Right. Uh, I mean, is their baseball program only five years old? Even then, that's a crazy stat. Mm-hmm. That's that's nuts. Um, if that's true, I mean, even like you said, rarely. Like that's pretty solid. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that's uh, interesting. But yeah, they, I mean, they just took care of business they jumped on pitchers like their starting pitchers they jumped on them early so they were having a pitch i think they pitched like close to six or seven guys a day um and you're having to switch out multiple pitchers in an inning you know that that's just tennessee's hitters just jumping on right pitchers like they're they're getting their timing down they're looking fastball and, and then they're hammering it 
Um, and that's what you got to do. You know, if, if you're getting a, you know, ten, like Tennessee was able to do the start of this weekend, you know, you had two guys pitch on Friday. You had three guys pitch on, on, uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's only five guys in your rotation. Um, today you, you got to pitch a little m- bit more. You got to get more guys, some reps. Cause you, you had a pretty big lead, um, later on in the game. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's good to, to get those guys some looks and, um, you know, hopefully we, you know, I'd like to see some guys emerge on right. the mound to be like that SEC type pitchers. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully we see that. I know Jackson Leith is probably one of those guys that they'd love to get back. Um, Jason Rackers is another one that that's dealt with some injuries, sat out, sat out all of last year. Um, I thought guys like Liam Spence, um, uh, Jake Rucker really got it done today or this weekend at the plate. And then you had Will Heflin and um, Blake Tidwell who really got it done on the mound. So good weekend. Got yeah. the sweep. Very big I'll weekend. shake the broom a, a little bit just to, to get it. It's kind of messy, you know. Is it? Yeah. But it's because Tennessee's doing a lot of sweeping right now. Yeah. Brooms, brooms, yeah it, when brooms go to work, they they won't stay clean. Like that's just. Yeah. It, they're, they're singing it's a hard knock life right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Baseballs. Everybody over their shirt. Be here soon. Be here soon. Uh, do we have any questions? Any additional ones that we didn't get to, to throughout the show? Um, Chris did ask, does John Fulgerson come back? TBD. I don't know. We talked about it earlier. I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like – if if I had to pick right now, yes or no, I would say probably yes. Right. Yeah, I'm with that. But I, I don't think he's made his decision yet. He said he hasn't. Whether we believe, if, that. if he does leave, he has to move somewhere somewhere where there's a pals. So if he does leave, you have to blame it on the pals owners for not putting one in Knoxville. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Yep. All right. Most important of the week. Most important. Do I have only fails? <laughs> Am I a dick? I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. I, I think I've only got fails. There's some so good. Did one. he really drive his boat to work? No, Mike not Eckler? that day. No, not that day. That was like clearly in the summer because um, it is cold right now. Um, what to say, man? <laughs> I do have a most important, but it's also kind of a fail. I don't know. Um, Tulane's uh, pitcher. Oh, okay, he's looking to buy a house. Yeah, okay, yeah I didn't yeah. read the last part. Yeah. Tulane's pitcher, Brandon Olthoff. Am I Olthoff? I don't know how you say it. Um, Olthoff. Did you, I I assume you, yeah, because we talked about the John Boy video. Um, (laughs) He is just throwing filthy stuff. I mean, some of those pitches looked like uh, the um, Wiffle Ball videos. I mean, just filthy. Nasty. And, uh, Gets uh, first off, Tulane and Mississippi State were already going at it a little bit. We talked about teams that jaw back and forth; they were already going at each other a little bit. And uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Olaf was uh, I don't think he was separate from that. I think he was a part of it. So Mississippi State's uh, head coach goes and has a, has a word with the ump, and they go check him for pine tar. First off, can we talk about how like not hard the ump checked the glove? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, like, he did make it kind of weird that he just kept rubbing the, the whole palm. time. The whole time. It was funny. Um, I mean, if I were him, I'd do it. Even if it's not habit, I would make it a habit now just to piss teams off. 
Um, oh, yeah. Because apparently he didn't have any, any substance on there. Um, and uh, he continued to throw filthy stuff. I think he got in that inning or, you know, subsequent inning. Um, I think he, he got out of a, a bad situation. I don't know the exact what it was. Two runners on, maybe one out, something like that. Um, and uh, he had a – he turned to the Mississippi State dugout, and uh, he had some words for him. Yeah, I mean, just nasty. Oh, Dude, it was, God. I love that, though, just because, like, like they were accusing him of cheating. So it's yeah. kind of like a it's kind of like a nod to him. Like, dude, he's he's too good. He has to be cheating right now. Dude, uh, Blade Tidwell threw a pitch on Saturday. It was a an off speed pitch, like a curveball, I think. And uh, I mean, he's just drilling these guys like ninety five mile an hour fastballs. Bow, bow, bow. And then he throws this curveball, and it's seventy nine miles an hour. So you're seeing it come out, and you're like, okay, another fastball, ninety five. And this dude is just like, you're so eh. ahead of that ball, like. <laughs> oh. And he like it was like in the dirt, and he like went to his knee. I was like, oh man. Yeah, he this probably is... got some. Uh, he probably got uh, some words from his teammates for that one. Yeah. I Where, where's the pine tar at on that? <laughs> yeah. one? Check his glove. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you got any most important? Oh, uh, I do. I do. I do. I do. Um. The student manager gets eligible the day of the game at Texas Tech. Gets in. Guess what he does? He's going to jack up a three, so I hope he made it if it's your most important. Nope. Taking a charge, boy. Ooh. Put it out on the okay. line. Do they Doing put, it for him. Do student, are student managers supposed to get in the game for that kind of situation? I thought their only goal is to score. I don't know. They were winning eighty-one to fifty-four, and he takes take a charge. A tra- that dude, I love that. I would, if I was a college basketball coach, I would try to get him to transfer to play for me. I love. Yeah, that. love. That. Um, so it was his senior day, and that's how it, that's how he got to go in. Um, but man, electric. Yeah. I would be trying to get him to transfer to my school right now. Yeah, somebody pick his towel up after that game. Exactly. Exactly. I don't even know, like, do they keep, like, charge stats? I don't no, know if they do. No, it's just if, an Is that just, foul. like, a coach thing that they foul. can, like – Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure a lot of coaches Give you a little that. upward star on <laughs> or whatever. You used to get a pizza, piece of pizza in middle school, right, if you took a charge, something like that? What did we I do? I probably never took one. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, guy. I didn't get pizza for it. Big so. defensive guy here. Yeah. Um, do you have any more most important? I don't. Uh, like I said, I've got a couple fails. That's it. I think that's all I got too. Okay, I'll start. I'll, I'll kick it off with fails. Um, I assume I assume you saw this. Maybe um, I don't know about everybody else. Did you see the the guy? I think he's a teen teenager. Like he's young. He uh, he tweet or Instagrammed out like all of his like shoes that he's been able to get and he's selling. Like he resells them. Like the most, like the, like the ones you have to go into the, like the auction for like Nike and Yeezys and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, so he Instagrammed it out and he acted like he had built this like shoe business up from like ground up, like grinded to this point. And uh, I think it was Bloomberg. They wrote an article on him. And when he called or when they called him, the caller ID popped up his mom's name because his mom pays a cell phone bill the guy who built the business from the ground up, his mom paid his cell phone bill. Turns out his mom is an exec 
she was like the president of like North American operations for Nike. Mm. And he had been using her credit card to buy all the shoes. And so there's like this whole thing. He had even said at one point, cause they were like, how do you know about these releases? Or like, you know, how do you get all this? And he's like, if you live in the Portland area, like you just like you, he's like, it's not that I know people. It's just, if you live in the Portland area, there's so many like Nike people here. Like you, like you eventually like, kind of figure it out. Like if you live in this area. So yeah. So he tried to act like he did not like hit like his mom. He even said like, he was like, my mom didn't Nike said that there was nothing like sketchy going on in that relationship. And, um, but he had said that thing about the port. Like if you live in Portland, like you eventually learn. So my, the mom, who's the president of some, like some part of the Nike business, she had to resign. Like she's, she or had to, she resigned. She's gone. Yeah. Like this dude ruined his mom's career because he's a freaking idiot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. I, just I love, actually do have one more most important. Well, I, love that, I love that he's like trying to make him like, he's like, I've grinded. It's like, dude, regardless of whether you grinded, you're ripping people off by buying shoes and re like, you're not doing anything with them. You're just buying up the market to re like to market up. Like that you're a dick. No one yeah, appreciates you. Yeah, you're a dick. That's it. Um, my, one of my most important is JJ Watt, the, the source, and then me. Yeah, that's. And it's him like wearing an Arizona Cardinal shirt. I just find it weird. Like it, it's not really anything to do with football. He's like squatting. <laughs> I it? thought that was kind of weird, hey, but he's grinding, Landon. Yeah, yeah, think, he is. You think he's vacationing right now? No, he's squatting. His mom didn't put him to where he was. Exactly. And what maybe about, she did. What about his picture of him taking an ice bath in, uh, I guess, Wisconsin? I don't know where he was at. Yeah, that looked miserable. <laughs> I just love that, like, he probably has a social media team with him all the time for these pictures. Well, all of his brothers did it, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Makes sense. It, wouldn't it be nice to have, like, all brothers that are, like, really good athletes like that, too, kind of pushing you? I mean, yeah, I gotta imagine it'd be pretty cool. I like playing golf with my brothers, so it's it's gotta be pretty cool. Do, do, do they make you better? I see where Sam's uh, growing a big beard now. Yeah, he does have a pretty big beard. So that you know, we're pushing each other right now in that department. Um, <laughs> no, like we uh, is he pushing you to have a baby? Uh, no, um, <laughs> and that wouldn't matter. Um, <laughs> my brother's pregnant, guys. Um, <laughs> Not him. Well, yeah, in a way. <laughs> Come on, man. Why would you say that? It's 2021. You have an open mind or not? Uh, I guess, but... <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> no, yeah, it definitely would be fun to have a very uh, athletic family like that. So, yeah, I would agree. Uh, do you have any, so you have, that was the most important. Do you have any fails? Or was it a fail? Uh, no, that's the most important. I okay. like that. I okay. like that it didn't, like, get out. Like, he was able to announce it. That's a good, that's a, that's a good point. It wasn't too. a Woj bomb. It wasn't a, who, who's the other guy? Who's the NFL guy? Um, Adam Schefter. Rap- uh, yeah, and Ra- Ian Rappaport, right? He's NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of those guys got to it. I thought that was cool. Um, man, these are stupidities, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one anyway. Wes Rucker, my goodness, dude! Why in the world do you keep doing this? Making about himself, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, he just says balls, coach. Um, oh, never mind. He 
he got out of this one. Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes said, said this. It. Hold on, though. He had one. Okay. Yeah. So I I'll, thought he said that. I was like, man. Here, I didn't. I didn't have it as a fail, but I've got a. Um, hold on. He made one about himself earlier too. Let's <laughs> see if I can find it. I, this one. I normally tweet a pick after the regular season finale at Thompson Bowling Arena, but not today. One seat per outlet in COVID year, and Grant Ramey is our beat guy. That's his seat. Like, I don't even understand the point of this tweet. And then he said, still grateful for the hard work put in by so many to make college basketball season possible. I'm just so very – he didn't get a seat to the table? I just don't understand the – the point of the tweet, I guess, is to say still – like, I'm grateful for everyone that made college basketball season possible. I just don't understand, I guess, the first part of the tweet. But whatever. That's fine. I don't care. But I just thought I'd help you. There's a tweet where he made it about himself. So mm. He also, every time he tweets about wall baseball, he mentions um, like every tweet. Like He could tweet anything about wall baseball, and it's going to be about Rucker and about how they have the same last name. Like every time, regardless. Great last name. I don't, is, it a, is it a rare last name? I, don't, I feel like I know a few Ruckers. Darius Rucker. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a Rucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's that rare. Could yeah. be wrong. So is like, does he think he has the rights to like wagon wheel? He, he might. I was in Johnson City last night because I live here, and <laughs> uh, a band played wagon wheel, and no one was like excited about the Johnson City Tennessee part. And like the band was like waiting on it, they were like, "Here we go!" Like you could tell, they're like, "We're about to get here, everybody ready?" And it was just incredibly weak response. So you think they just hear it all the time? Or they see maybe, but you got to be proud, man. You got to be proud all the time. Otherwise, yeah, it's, go away. it's like everybody knows the words to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, mm. Rocky Top? No, um, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't think of. It. I couldn't think of the name of it. <laughs> Um, I want to say the pledge. I'm like, that's not right. That's a good one too, though. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people say that. But, one. I mean, everybody gets hyped up, like chanting USA. Like that's it's a heater. Yeah, I, I start speaking on banner. Absolute heater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. That's my next fail. Uh, did you see? I don't even know who Benny Skull is. Did you see his rendition of the national anthem at the NASCAR race Friday night? No. Who's Benny Skull? <laughs> the guy who sang the worst. National anthem I've ever now seen. that's a country music. Oh, he's name. not a country I've music. I've ever heard one. It, it, I, I'm not even pronouncing it correctly. Benny School? I don't know. It's uh, okay. Bad. Can I play it? Am I plugged up enough to play it? I don't know. It's so bad. So bad. Okay. Oh, I can play it through the microphone. Here we go. Give me, give me a minute here. I'm interested. Oh, dude, it's like you're gonna throw up, especially since you're 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 over here talking about how bad it like or how much of a heater it is. If you could see his face, too, it's so good. Did he win a contest or something? And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Get 
Damn. That's that's unrivaled passion though, Landon. That's un, that's a guy who loves his country. That is unrivaled passion. You don't get that in it. You don't you don't hear some French guy singing alone so phone like that. Dude, somebody needs to auto-tune that or something. Holy <laughs> man. I'm not a good singer at all, but I I guarantee I could do better than that. I just love I'm impressed by everyone that was on camera during that. Like if if that's me, if that national if that national anthem happens, no matter the position I'm in, like I could have been in front of the stage, I could be in the announcer's booth, I could be a NASCAR driver, and I would have been like looking around, like, does anyone else hear this? Like I would have been like, like someone's got it. Like I can't be the only one that hears this. So and but they yeah, were all but- like, no, no, nothing to it. I was pretty impressed. I gotta stay. I mean, people impressed. talk about disrespecting the flag. That's disrespecting <laughs> the flag. <laughs> It had to be, yeah, it had to be a joke, right? Good Lord. I thought he he had to win, like, a contest or something. Be like, he had to bet, like, or he had to, like, bid on something. He's in a band called Avoid. Avoid? Yeah. Like, avoiding he's a, he's a, a, he's a he's melody? A, <laughs> they are a metal band. Oh, man. They tweeted, oh, avoiding talent. Oh, Landon, you're about to be so mad. They tweeted, the band tweeted, bro, the national anthem doesn't even slap. This band said that? <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're verified, but they, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. They said it doesn't even slap. It doesn't well, even no slap. No shit. <laughs> when you sing it like that, it doesn't slap. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Oh, man. Hey, good stuff, though. <laughs> oh my gosh i would love like and he got he got paid to do that, that that's what makes me sick oh about no it. he paid somebody to do that come on think, come think? on there's no way if he, he did if he did that makes me sick because like i'm just so tired of people like being terrible at their job and getting paid for it <laughs> or just not even doing like i mean job. going through those like worst coaches like i'm like good god yeah it's pretty bad um, I mean, fifty-one days to make eighty-six or uh, eight hundred sixty-one thousand dollars. Yeah, sign me up. Whoa, whoa, was that Jimmy Homs? Uh, Jimmy Homs verified. Do you have the number right? Uh, this is college I'm football just, talk. I'm daily. just kidding. He like confirmed the number <laughs> like two days ago. Oh, oh like <laughs> like days at like a week after. Yeah. He's like, for sources, I have confirmed. Yeah. Uh, my last one is the NBA hand sanitizer cam. Did you see that? No. Okay, so we got into the, you know how we went, we talked about the Amazon thing, how like someone in the social media team, someone in marketing should have seen that and gone, that looks like Hitler. Like that, or maybe like, it maybe doesn't look like Hitler, but it looks like off. Like there's something about it that screams like genocide to me. Something. <laughs> The hand, sanitizer, the hand sanitizer cam <laughs> is equally as bad. Like how this passed, like it, it was on, so it, it replaces the kiss cam, right? Replaces the kiss cam. Um, and it's, it's bad. I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to show it here. Um, I, don't, I don't know how you'll, I can show it to them. I don't know how you'll see it, Landon. That's my only issue. All right, that's fine. I'll, um, I'll- you, you, just explain it to me. I, I will. I'm going to send you the Twitter page that it's day at daily caller. 
and just go to their media and you'll see it. It's pretty bad. Like you, you talk about like you think that national anthem was bad, <sighs> buddy. Get ready, get ready. This is bad too. Um, let me see if I can get this. I, I didn't plan on doing this. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this is my fault. Let me see if I can get set up here to uh, bring bring. Uh, Did you find it yet, Landon? What was it called again? It's day at Daily Caller, C A L L E R. Daily C A L L E R. It's it, it's the. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I don't have this set up. Hmm. I'm on their media. You're on their media. It was a couple days ago. Oh, God, they've tweeted so much. So much. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. If you guys want to go look, watch it real quick, it's a good one. Yeah, you're going to have to scroll way, way down. Good Lord. There it is. Four days ago, NBA hand sanitizer cam. Um, I, you know, just to give you guys a, a brief description of it, in case I can't pull this up. Um, oh, man, it, it no way. like someone is shooting male... Shooting inappropriate, yeah, it's very inappropriate. (laughs) Um, on people, um, again, like, how does it get past all of these, like, people that it has to get past? Oh, yeah, there's a board that like playing this in front of people, and they're like, Oh, yeah, that's a great one person didn't just be like, Guys, it looks like someone's ejaculating on them. I feel like we, I feel like we've talked about something similar to this. I'm sure that it, this has happened before. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, it, like but, it wasn't the the hand sanitizer, right. but something like happened where like this had to pass. Amazon. That's what I was saying. The Amazon one. Like, uh, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like they, some one person should have been like, that doesn't look right. I don't know why, but it doesn't look right. We need to find another <laughs> way. No, no one noticed that. I don't believe that. Oh man. Yeah. Incredibly stupid incredibly stupid but hilarious we did get to laugh about it that's good that's important thank you thank you nba that got shown on tv landon that wasn't just in the arena oh my god it's incredible incredible it was it rush probes idea yes he actually two days later they had him on a podcast to ask him about it and he said he loved it He he would he would do it again and Jeremy Pruitt loved it too. Yeah, Jeremy Pruitt did a great job. He loves it. <laughs> Do you have any more fails? That's all I got. That's it, guys. It's been a good episode. Thanks for hanging on with us. Tennessee basketball doesn't resume until Friday. Baseball is at Charlotte on Tuesday night. Lady Vols dropped a tough one to South Carolina after a big win over Ole Miss on Thursday night. I'm trying to remember my days now. When did all that happen? Big win on Thursday. Dropped a tough one to South Carolina. We'll see where the rest of their season takes them. Again, always appreciate you guys. We'll see you back here on Wednesday night. Thank you, guys. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.